Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on, Coach Luca, Coach Theo, back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. This is a Q&A. So actually, it's going to be kind of a mix of a lot of stuff. I don't know. We're just going. I got a bunch of questions for Theo. He'll probably have some for me. Uh, we just watched a little Dicky video for the last, what, 15, 20 minutes, Gene? Phenomenal. I can't. It's called uh, Save That Money. Yeah. yeah. Man, go watch that video. It's the most incredible video. He got to do the whole video for free just by asking. Lesson. Ask and you shall receive. Uh, but with, with that said, uh, well, we, you know, I wanted to, when we do the Q&As and, and, and kind of when I got uh, Theo here, I want to get as much insight from every side of coaching and you know the for, for anybody that's coming up or like wants to be in the fitness industry uh or you know you've been in for it for a while you want to continue to grow uh, and take steps forward that's really kind of want to do is extract different lessons uh from each other and kind of go back and forth so i actually going to uh, ask deal a, a, a bunch of questions like this wisdom question for you my friend um <laughs> and uh the question because you've been like coaching now for going on six years mm-hmm. and what would you say, what, what are some lessons, you know, we can keep it about three, up to three, that you would give to your younger self, uh, your younger self as a coach? So maybe when, you, you know, we started first year, first two years, maybe, you know, knowing what you know now, bottlenecks, mistakes, uh, struggles, uh, you know, anything, man. Like, but I mean, honestly, you know, I want to pull out the good shit. Not, so, the, not, the, not the surface level stuff, man. So right off, right off the bat, um, you know, it's funny because I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me about, uh, you know, what's the internship program all about at Vigor? And we just had this conversation yesterday because one of my boys came in, mm-hmm. uh, one of my oldest friends, and uh, and I was like, yeah, I was just doing everything I could to scare him away. <laughs> he did <laughs> say that. He said that too. It was like, uh, yeah, man, I just man, I just bullet pointed every scary thing. Yeah, every every single person that comes in here for, for an internship, I just try to scare the shit out of them. Like, man, you tell them about that 48-hour <laughs> like thing we do on Speedos? Right. <laughs> walking into the mountains in the <laughs> So, um, but what I, what I mentioned was, was, man, like, you know, there was, there was a point in time where, you know, I was coming in for uh, the morning classes. I was doing five days a week of that. Um, while well, I was training seven days a week, I was actually coaching seven days a week, um, for about two years. Um, and I was splitting my day. So I was coming in in the morning and then, uh, was doing a mentor. We had the mentorship program yeah, the mentorship going in, uh, going on at that time. So I would come in like early afternoon and then I would start training semi-private clients again around three o'clock and then doing team training classes after that, doing semi-privates again. Um, and then, you know, so I was here a lot and I learned a lot in that time, but I think that the most valuable lesson that I learned from that experience was to kind of make your, you know, if you do have the freedom to make your schedule like you, like you do here, Mm -hmm. that, you know, make that, make that schedule and stick to it. Right. I had an idea of, of what I wanted my day to look like. And when I got up each day, it looked nothing, fucking nothing like, like that, that. you hey. know, but you know, and, and, and my whole, my whole mindset at that time was like, like, man, just whatever, dude, just, just put in the time, put in the hours, put in the work and, um, you know, good things will happen. And, um, 
sometimes that can be true. I think that there's better ways to go about it. And, you know, so I, you know, I definitely, if I, if I was to go back and talk to my 23 year old self, it would literally just be like, it would just work, like work smarter. You can still work hard, manage your time. Yeah. Manage Manage your time time. a little bit better. Um, and, and think things through before you say yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes saying no. And that's kind of like, you know, we discussed that, um, the late part of, of 2018 was, you know, I think we both were on the same, uh, same sort of, uh, vibe with that one was like, you know, learn to say no to, to certain things. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we're very similar in that, um, respect is, you know, to where we, we want to get a lot done. And sometimes, man, I'll, I'll be completely honest that I, you know, I've, I, I tend to overcommit to things, um, sometimes. So really narrowing things down. I've been writing things a lot, uh, uh writing things down a lot more as really looking at, you know, if I wanted to do this, what is it going to take? Like just bullet pointing things out and like, and when you do that, then you're going to be like, shit, this is going to require X amount X of hours a time week, right? And then you put, you, you could, you put that in your schedule with all these other things that you might be doing. And they're like, man, like there's only 24 hours a day and I have 36 hours of, of, of work per day. You know, that doesn't really make any sense. So time management. Um, and man, that, that would be the big one for me. Number I'm, two, I'm going to jump in on it. Cause I yeah. think about the number two, cause I want to, I want to add some, just lessons, you know, from, from that one, because I do think that there's a, there's a heft, like there's a difference if like the, the age that you're in when you get into the industry, um, you know, whether you have kids, family, you know, this, that, or the other. Cause, um, I certainly think that like you're, you know, the sooner that you learn how to be more productive and manage your time, it, it's, it can change so much, right? Cause you're just extracting so much more in less time, right? When, when you're younger, I mean, like the way I looked at when I, when I was, you know, I would just throw myself in this shit. I'm just like, yeah. man, just bro, like, give me every, like, I just want to learn everything. I'll be yeah. here 20. What? You, you don't need me to sleep. Cool. Whatever. Right. I'll take a bunch of stuff that will prevent me from sleeping. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, but, but even then, like, even then, like it's a lot of wasted energy, yeah. right? You could be spending five hours just doing dumb shit. This, you're not learning anything. You're not extracting anything. I do think that when you, you don't have much to lose, kind of kind of like, you know, there's many a times in my life where I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm just gonna go back to live my, in the basement. You know what I mean? And I was cool with that because I'm like, this is what I want to do. Um, but but man, like I, I also have, I'm not the greatest, I would say, um, person uh when it comes to organization time management i've I've significantly improved this a ton Mm -hmm. i think there's a ton more to go but uh but you know when i look back i'm always like man if i if i had blocked things out like i just straight up made shit work because i just outworked everybody you know what i mean but like uh that that's such a when you look at life time is all you have you know what i mean and like how you use it is is massively important so uh the sooner that you can be in an environment where somebody can challenge you teach you, you know, push you to become more, uh, productive and look at the time that you're, you know, how are you using it? Cause that's what happens, right? Like you, when you're younger too, it's like, you don't really look at that shit too much. Um, you know, for somebody to challenge you, how many times have you said it or I said, or, you know, I don't know, I was talking to Jess, right. And I'm like, man, like just, if you organize this, 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 like you could cut what you're doing in half. Yep, right. Yep. Uh, and I, I'm not going to, I got something that I want to share with people that really is really beneficial for if you have clients, anybody that's coaching clients, if you got a bunch of clients, this system will help you. I learned this from John Berardi. Um, 
and uh, I think this will be really helpful for you guys. But I don't want to interject it right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the dot 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 <laughs> so that you stay on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that's certainly one of those things that uh, you know because thinking through about what you're saying yes and no to. Right, I was talking about this this concept called thinking time, and asking yourself. Yeah, I, I, like I always that. go like, the decision that you make today, how are you going to look back at it five years from now? Mm-hmm. Right, that that's always something that I ask myself now, more from the integrity standpoint too. You know, okay, cool, this might be a great thing now. It's a quick fix. How will I look at, at it from five years from now? It's like shit, man. Ish. Maybe some quick money, but man, that's not, that's not, I'm not going to be in a, you know, I'm not going to think that was a good decision five years from now, right? Or there's something that might be a a tough decision that might not get me anything now, and it might be two years, three years from now, but five years from now, I'd be like, man, that was a great decision, right? Right. So, so those are the two kind of uh, lessons that I definitely extracted from, from what you were saying, but that brings me to number two. So, so number two, I think it, 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 it directly, uh, you know, correlates with, with that last one is, um, you know, I, I, I've worked with, you know, several different mentors, um, and, and one of them, uh, told me that, uh, it's only wrong to, uh, want more when you don't appreciate, you know, what you, what you have mm-hmm. and where you've come from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe it was the, that, that point in time, but even still to this day, I still think about that a lot. Um, you know, and I practice some, you know, self-reflection and, and, you know, we can get so wrapped up in things. And I, especially, you know, for myself that I can get so caught up in things and, and what I'm going to do next and, um, how that's going to propel the next one year, two year, three or five years, um, from now and how it's going to set things up. And then, you know, and then I just go, um, so, you know, sometimes I have to kind of, uh, you know, bring myself, bring myself home, so to speak, and, and really look at like, man, like you've accomplished a lot because sometimes when you're constantly building and constantly working and, 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 and accomplishing things and, and com- doing these and new, comparing, yeah. And comparing, yeah. Comparing, to to where, you know, where you, sh- maybe you feel like you should be after you've put in a lot of this work or, you know, yeah, maybe you are comparing yourself to, to others in, in your industry or others in, uh, around you. Um, man, that can just be a, f- a fucking death circle. You know? man, so. I mean, it, it is, it truly is the thief of joy. Yeah. And, you know, like, thankfully, like now I feel like I have some glasses with a lot more awareness on, right? Like when I'm, but man, I find myself scrolling through stuff like people I know, people I don't know, you know, and it's like, man, like, that's crazy. And, you know, and, it, and it, some, um, first of all, 90% of the time there's a different story than what's, you know, right. put out there. Uh, number one. Number two is like, so what? You know, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. See, like all the time that you spent, because that's energy, right? Like if I'm looking at something or looking at somebody and going like, man, I wish this, that, the other, or what are they? Like, I'm just literally putting energy towards that that's not moving me forward. It's not making me more grateful for what I have, for my life, for all these amazing things in, in my life, or the energy to do a next actionable step that's gonna improve things for the team, for me, for my family, for whatever else it may be, right? Like, and so that, and you know, when you start breaking it down, it's, man, it's crazy. That's why I like a lot of times when I do the, you know, the business coaching, it takes weeks for me to extract like, hey, listen, I need you to write down everything that you're doing throughout the day, every 15 minute increments or at least 30 minute increments, yeah. right? And then every week I'm like, hey, can you send me that? You know, oh man, I haven't done it yet. See, the thing is, it's not that most of the time, the reason why people, do it. no, it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's the f- it's subconscious, like, man, I don't write know. this down because yeah. it's yeah. like four hours of my day, I completely, it re- like they're not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not relaxing. 
Because, hey, if you were chilling, right, okay, you're relaxing your body and your mind. It's usually spent on mindless stuff that's just probably creating stress and anxiety in your life. Whether it's, you know, look at other people's social media accounts, like pondering stuff, thinking about shit, but not in productive thinking. Like, you know, going down the kind of rabbit hole of, you know, what ifs, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Oh, look at that guy. Look at this guy. Why did this person that back in the day do this to me type of shit, you know? And, and it's like, man, like you do that six, seven days a week. Like you have three work days that you just burned. You know what I mean? Like you could have been present with your kids. You could have, you know, wrote a one hour, you know, or a blog post. You could have done three, four quality IG videos. You could have a great team meeting. You know what I mean? You could have uh, done some research on something. Man, like you could have went for a walk in the mountains. You know what I'm saying? Like all of those are way better than just not moving anywhere and just being inside of your head about other yeah, shit that's not, like you can't control. Like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, can I control this? Nope. Okay, cool. Why am I spending time on it? Like, what can I do about it? Is there something? All right, cool. Let's move forward. You know, and to this day, you know, that's, I think, the biggest potential for me personally. I know it is for you too. I mean, I, I think it is for everybody, right? Like, how do you extract more out of time? Yeah. And more doesn't mean, like, more does not mean, um, you know, more does not mean like, okay, I freed up two hours, now I can do even more work for two hours. It, it, it may mean like, when we did this drill with uh, Craig Ballantyne, right? Like get 10 hours back a week type of scenario. Mm. How, what, what, do you, what do you hate doing? What do you have to stop doing? What shouldn't you be doing? Uh, you know, and, it, and it, honestly for me, one of the things was like, still too much social media, right? Like I could go in, do what I need to do, answer the people I need to answer and, you know, create the value coach, be out. I guarantee you, like I wrote it down, I guarantee you that saves me probably about eight, eight hours a week in itself. <laughs> yeah. In itself. You know what I mean? Then another, you know, another one too was like, uh, not say like, you know me, like, like you said, yes to too much shit. Yeah. You know, uh, I was like, man, I'm, I can't say yes to a lot of podcasts anymore. Cause I'd rather do one with you than do one somewhere else. And I was, you know, that might sound Kind great of, choice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Way to start 2019 off the yeah, right way, dude. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, but but I mean, it was one of those things where it's like doing stuff because because I'd be like, oh man, I remember how it was to be like you know in that place and you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden, man, that's like you know eight, ten, twelve hours a month. Plus, you know, other things I say yes to that are kind of like, bam! All of a sudden, you're like 16 hours a month. You know, like what could I do 16 hours a month? that that is you know beneficial for our team that's beneficial for my own sanity you know like things that are very important right like um and i you know i start writing them down like man that's a lot of this shit you know so i think that's important but i think people avoid it because it's hard to look at you know you start judging like oh my god i'm so unproductive yeah oh my god like this is why i suck you know and so the key is to be you know to be kind you know to be kind to yourself and be like man it's, it's all good like this i mean even even i saw this clip of uh jeff bezos yesterday and he was talking about uh he was talking about how he only makes three quality decisions a day like that's what he like he doesn't go beyond that he schedules a meeting at 10 a.m and then like he just limits himself to three big decisions and that's it like obviously as an entrepreneur and to build a company like amazon um and be worth 150 billion dollars you have to make you know a lot of sacrifice and i'm sure he put a lot of time and hours um you know in the early uh, uh start of that of in that the garage business. he made yeah. 3,333 right. yeah, decisions but i think <laughs> that know, it's like no, you know yeah. as you grow right and, and it kind of just you know 
goes off of what we were just talking about as far as, um, you know, not being productive. I think that the other side of that too is, is people will, uh, again, and, and going back to the appreciation reflection is, is, you know, people won't appreciate what they've done or, you know, how many things that they've actually accomplished. And then like, fuck man, like I'm never going to be a millionaire. And, and the, the biggest group that I see doing that is, uh, you know, my generation, right. Millennials and, um, you know, that 20 to, you know, even about, even about your age is people feel like they need to be millionaires before they hit 30. And then, you know, when the age of 30 comes and, you know, they're not making X amount of money, it's like, you know, I mean, there, there's just an arbitrary number that people set for themselves, I think, right. when it comes to that. But they you see know? extreme examples. Yeah, I'm absolutely. a victim of that, too. It's yeah. like, man, you see like somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, the youngest billionaire of all time. I don't know if Kylie Jenner passed him up, but still like these young billionaires. And then people like, man, like, you know, if he could do it, like I could do it. It's like, yeah. yeah I mean, so dudes. so there's, yeah. And, and the thing is, first of all, it's just like re- recognizing statistically, right? Like. Um, you know, Gary talks about that, like the, the let, I think that's the half percent or one percent in America that make 320 grand. Right. So it's like that's a lot. Right. And but most people think like, oh, no, that number is like in the millions. It's like, no, it's not. It's Number one, it's not in the millions. Number two is, you know, the studies that show that, you know, people peak uh, or should I say at seventy five thousand dollars a year of income, you know, and, and then as far as like happiness. Right. And then at one fifty, like it literally just starts tapering off completely right uh now i would say that's dependent on where you live too because you know if you're living in ukraine that number is probably lower <laughs> but you, you know but the whole point of that is is that the, the the stress comes from the comparison not from you know because you don't have it because there's so many things in life and i you know i i did this drill and we went up to the cabin like this weekend which was like a, you know an hour away like nothing expensive you know, go with friends, reflect. And it's like, that could have been, you know, probably cheaper than staying in Seattle, to be honest with you, right? But how much, you know, joy you have from these basic things, going on hikes, going on the beach, playing with the kids, for me going to play ball, lift weights, go do sprints at the track, read. I mean, like, these are free things, man. You know what I mean? Like, but we spend so much time uh, thinking about, like, what would bring you so much more joy? Arriving in Ferrari, you know what I mean? Like, you know, having a mansion with blah, 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 you know, but it's all of that is significance. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the idea that if you have those things that like people will like you more, life will be better. Uh, and it's not, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not against that. Right. I believe that money is just a vehicle to drive more of who you are. Right. You, a person that is doing purposeful work, Hey, it's going to drive more of that. You know, you're a person that gives a lot back. Hey, it's going to do more of that. Hey, you're a shithead you'll be more of a shithead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, hey, you're blowing it like on, on dumb stuff, on nothing productive. You're going to do more of that, right? So everything is, it, it's like that analogy, man. Like, uh, you know, you, you break the egg from the outside, life ends, right? You, the, the egg breaks from the inside out, life begins, mm-hmm. right? Think of chicken, right? Type of thing. Um, and so you, you got, so, you know, life always changes from the inside out. You know what I mean? So money is external, right? Like how you use it, that's an internal thing, who you are, integrity. Uh, and if you don't fix that up, you know, and like I said, I, I know people that, man, you know, in the grand scheme of things compared to the millionaires and whatever, don't make that much, but like they're the most fulfilled, happy people I know. Right. And it's, and I'm like, man, I wish I was more like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I know both sides too, right? I know people that are wealthy and that are happy and love what they do. But the, the main thing is one of the, the keys is like, those people stay grateful, period. 
They stay very present in what they do with people that they deal with. And usually they have purpose work. Yeah. Like, you know, those, those, some of my friends that have purpose work, they just work in areas that, you know, they're, they're ceilings and they don't necessarily want to make a ton more. But right. it's like a lot of giving back, charitable work, so, social work. Yeah, I think, the, I think the it, common denominator with all those people is, you know, they're very in tune with like their core values and yes. and they and they stick to it, right? Yes. And, and you know, sometimes those values might, those values might change or you might build on them. Um, and, and, and that stuff that, you know, and I, and I'm still, I'm still really young, so I'm still learning, you know, about, um, about those core values. And, um, you know, right now it's, it's really, it's really, really simple, almost elementary, but, um, man, you know, I, w- I would say that, that, you know, that might be the key though, you know, this, because it's like <laughs> the simpler it is, the clearer it is. Right. And clarity is such a huge, I would say key when it comes to, I mean, being successful in anything. And let's let's be clear what success means, right? I mean, to me, success is one, comes from word succession, so it means the next thing as in moving forward. But like everybody has their own if if you if you know what your success is for you, right? It's a lot easier to be like, oh man, like I'm on the right track, mm-hmm. right? I think the problem with many people is that you don't know what success is. There's this arbitrary thing like, well, man, when I have XYZ, like things will be good. And I've talked about this before. You know, for me from coming from you know, you being born in socialism, Yugoslavia and, and like the idea of like, man, when I make X, Y, Z money and, you know, and then I ended up making the money at least back in the day that I thought would be like, yay, right. I was fucking miserable, dude. I got, I just, I got, you know, I got divorced. I was like depressed. I mean, the only time I wouldn't be depressed was be like when I was working and training, like, but you know, but when I was by myself, I mean, I was struggling. I had anxiety, I'd, but I had the stuff, right. you know what I mean? Like, so that, and, and, and that's a, and that's where I kind of had this whole like, holy shit, like it has nothing to do with this, right? Like it's nothing to do with this. Once I can pay the bills, once I can put food on my table, once I can do the extra stuff, right? Of course, more to fuel more is good, but it's like, but it's not the, it's not the solution though, yeah. right? Um, and I I would hope that people that listen to you know, this podcast it, understand that like, you know, from somebody that's been there uh, in a sense of, you know, getting the stuff, the material things and, and really recognizing like that, man, like, I, yeah, I don't have to worry about paying rent next month. Um, so I don't have the stress of that, but man, like I don't have, you know, there's a, I don't feel an integrity with my life. I fucked up a lot of stuff. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm questioning who I am, all these different things, man. Like that's, you know, and, and I wasn't in a good place. So perfect example, right? You got to align. You got to know what success is for you. You got to live in integrity and, and really understand what matters to you. You know what I mean? So I would say that is very, very important. And the sooner that you can do that or the sooner you can get around people that will challenge you to do that. Because many a times, right? Like it's not that anybody goes like, listen, man, what's, um, what matters to you, dude? And like starts questioning you and mm-hmm. starts extracting it. And you're like, damn, dude, um, I don't know. I never really thought about that, right? I mean, that's why I like things like masterminds and coaching and, you know, having people that, that will actually make, like, pull that out of you and, like, dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're like, damn, I never thought about this. I just thought about, like, I want to make XYZ money. Why? Why does that matter to you? What's that? Why is that important to you, right? Then you got to start looking deeper. And that's where yeah. it becomes difficult because it's these these questions that, you know, but the clearer that you are getting these questions, guess what? A lot easier to say no to stuff. A lot easier to uh, go like, oh, man, you know what? Don't want to go this direction. This this seems like the perfect, great route to go. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, uh, those are a lot of good points. Um, 
You got you got a number three. I got a number three. Uh, um, and and number three for me would be uh, to go back and tell myself um, to take care of yourself first, um, and you know, and and then worry about uh, taking care of you know the people that that you serve. And you know, for it's funny because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yesterday, Steph uh, got on a call with the uh, like a psychic medium type of thing. So yeah, so I got a reading, story, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. and he he actually talked about me, and she, and he asked if I was like a, a social person, which um, I have social, I have extrovert you're, moments, and then I have I'm introvert, very introverted. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, when I say um, little, I'm, and I I'm love my introverted time, uh, uh, but um, that he also mentioned that I'm a people pleaser, and I already knew that. Um, not in a negative way or, you know, a manipulative way, but mm-hmm. in a, in like I do, like I, I like to serve people. I, that's part of why I'm here and mm-hmm. I've been here for as long as I have been and, and I like my job. Um, you know, I like learning about how to, uh, you know, uh, help people achieve, you know, a certain result and to see the look on their face when, when that, when that happens. Um, but at the same time, you know, there, like there, there, there has been those moments where I go back to like just devoting majority of my time to doing things constantly for other people mm-hmm. and not really taking time uh, for myself. And I've become a lot better at that over the last 12 to 18 months um, of, of, uh, maybe really something to do with happen. your daughter. Possibly. Yeah, probably. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 18 months. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> What a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids, kids make that happen. So, and, and I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, finances and money earlier, but I, I feel like that is a category that is a podcast in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And there are so many lessons that I've learned just about money. So I wanted to leave the money side of things and finances yeah. out of it. Um, we'll, we'll do, uh, man, and we could do a money edition one, honestly, because yeah. uh, I think it's important for, because you hear a lot about, you know, especially you know, people in this industry who, who don't really understand. I mean, I, I feel like that's a generalization, but who just don't understand, you know, you the know value what? of, of money and what money actually is. Um, no, I, I would agree with you, man. Like it, I mean, doing this for, you know, I, I would say like I've been a gym owner for 13 years, right. If I, if I count the Slovenian one and coaching now for over six, uh, hundreds of gyms, like I, you know, and if you read on all the statistics and everything else, like that's just the reality of it. And that's one of the things that it, it's certainly part of my mission is to help educate, you know, fit pros and coaches on how to better manage money, uh, know the value of money, you know, everything from like, man, we're talking like when we talk about this stuff, that's why I'm glad you brought it up because it, it, it is a show in and of itself. But, you know, things like man, you know, what you make, what you have to give, what goes to taxes, you know, how do you, how do you save? Like, how do you put stuff on the side for yourself? You know, yeah. how do you look at your monthly, you know, what's your, what is your budget for spending for life? And then what is it for, if you got to invest in something business, like, you know, even like I say, if, 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 if you're a coach, like there's still stuff that you got to invest towards. Right. And just managing that and understanding that that's a huge skill set, you know, and I can't tell you how many people actually, you know, were doing good bringing money in, but it was all, I mean, everything from not like lost tons of money, not understanding taxes, not saving taxes, not getting ready for that type of stuff, not looking into the future and going like, Hey, things are great now, but do, can I, can, can the business survive six months, nine months, a year? If the recession hits, if some crazy shit happens, if you get kicked out, I mean, like there's, you know, this is, and that's a fundamental principle and idea. This is, it's not, 
the thing, the problem is, is that like people go like, well, that'll, you know, that might happen and I'll be bad luck. No, no, no. Like that's going to happen. Right. Like if you're in business for a decade, two decades, 15 years, I mean, shit, six, eight years, you are going to face some hard shit. Guaranteed. Yeah. Gu- like guaranteed. Right. And nobody thinks about, could I like, could I pay? Like, that's a big one for me. Right. Like, can, can I continue to pay the team if everything goes to shit for at least months, right? Can I do it for six months? Can I, and I'm looking at that stuff. I'm looking at the numbers. Cause it's like, imagine that like shit goes down. I'm like, all right guys, sorry, man. You know, deuces, Shut you know? Down, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's like, but that's so real for so many people. And like, I actually put a lot of pressure on myself to, to be in positions and even think about like, I, I do this stuff. I do the drills. Like if this happened, what would I do? What are, what, where could we, could we pull this from? Could we, or could we pay the mortgage? Like, where could I get money from? Like, I'm thinking about all these things. Could I funnel it from this company? Like, because then if it does happen, I'm like, man, this sucks. All right. Boop, Sherry, let's make this work. Right. And then the plan strategy, how are we going to get out of this? But you, but at least you have some wiggle room. You got wiggle room for three months, for five months, for six months. Right. And for a year, I mean, and that's very, very, very important. You know what I mean? Because like to, to believe that you're going to go through life and not have clusterfuck moments is naive. You know what I mean? And, you know, even guys like think the bigger the company, sure, like more money. But the bigger the shit show, like there you're losing tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions a month. Right. Like smaller company, yeah, less money, but it, it's 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 more significant to, to that company. But man, you've seen it where your company's gone out within a year, like gone, you know, like fortune 500 companies gone. Like actually, uh, there's, there's a great book that I'm reading saying in the next six years, half of the companies on the fortune 500 won't be around anymore. That's crazy. Because the, because what's happening is that like you could be great and on the top and faster than ever you're gone because things are changing so much. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Man, that's that's you know, and I'm not trying to discourage anybody or scare anybody, but the reason I'm reading you know two books a week and doing a course a week and you know I'm, I'm subscribed, to, I don't know how many newsletters and like reading all this stuff is because one, I want to be as prepared as I can for the future, um, you know, to best strategize for you know f- for all of us like where are we going, what's going to be best, like what if this shit happens or that shit happens. Um, I mean, that's that's just real life, you know what I mean? Like, and considering that most Americans have about three weeks of savings, man. Like, you know, those are things that you want to, it's easy to go like, man, paycheck saying, fuck it. Like I got an extra 700 bucks. So I'm going to spend it on, you know, sneakers and this, that, or the other where two, three months, you know, it'd be like, well, I could have another two months of savings, you know? And once you got like, I don't know, six, nine months of savings. Now you feel a little more like, okay. So this brings me to a question for you then, because, uh, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people will see this gym and, and a lot of other, you know, cool gyms out there um, and say, I want to do that. What would be if you were to go in, and talk to your, uh, you know, 20 year old self and, um, you know, and, and give yourself, you know, three to five lessons of of being a business owner, um, specifically a gym owner. Um, what would that what would you what would you tell yourself? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, even when, like, I, you know, I've, I've fucked up a lot of stuff really soon in my life, which could be a bonus, I guess, because I learned how to manage money 
pretty young, but only because I messed stuff up so young, right? But but if I look back, you know, because because remember, I, I when I came here to the like to Seattle, not to the U.S. to college, but when I came to Seattle, I was broke, right? Like I. I had like literally zero money. I mean, I was living out of, you know, Mama Rhonda's, my, my, my ex-wife's uh, house and, and, and my, you know, back then wife's room, right? Like no money, you know what I mean? Like I'd have to be like, hey babe, uh, you know, I want to go here and do that. You know, it's like, yeah. I got a little bit of, you know, cause we got to save this for paid apartment rent. I mean, it, it was, you know, this is for me coming playing pro ball and like, you know, doing, you know, and, and obviously back in the day, like, look, it's hard not to, you know, at least was in my mind. I was like, man, like I so dope. Like I, man, I, you know, I was 17 years old and I had Motorola flip phones and, you know, I was calling people in class and getting kicked out with, you know, six gold rings and gold chains and, you know, and, and so part, you know, you, you get to the place where you're like, I was like, man, I got nothing. Right. And then just left Slovenia where we started the gym, which wasn't really, weren't making a bunch of money at all. Like, but we, but it was like I started something, right? And it was like, man, we did something. And here I am, like with with nothing, right? And it was kind of like building everything up from the get go. So to to be able to go back, you know, one of the things I would certainly tell myself was, uh, you know, this whole idea of you know, a dollar today is worth a lot more than a dollar tomorrow. Um, and that even back then, man, if I look back, you know, if by seventeen I would have put 10, 15, 20 percent on the side, and it, like. Like I have been for the last, you know, 12, you know, 13 years, but putting it on a side, like it doesn't exist, right? Like it comes in, it's, it's gone. Like I don't, this, I can't touch it. Like it's untouchable. It doesn't exist. It's, Cause now you work with what you see, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the key. If I could have done that by the time I was 17 and still done dumb shit with everything else that I did, man, that would have been, who knows how much money, right? And then what could I have done with it? Now, of course, Looking back at it today, you go like all those mistakes and struggles and dumb stuff that I'd done also taught me a lot of lessons and, you know, uh, that I think that was valuable. But everybody understands compound interest, right? At least, I mean, I hope you understand like how, like if you put in a dollar, you know, or, or I don't know, 10% of the money that you make and you're 18 years old and somebody at 45 years old puts in 50% of the money they make, they'll never catch you. Cause that 10% just over time just compounds so much. Um, that, that's actually my philosophy around fitness too and health, right? Health compounds, mm-hmm. you know, you've been lifting weight since, you know, taking care of yourself physically at least, right? For a long time. So when, you, when you're like 40, 50 years old, man, you got such an advantage that even if some shit happens to you, you got like a lot of health in the bank type of, you know, thought process. And you'll be better off than somebody that starts training at 45, right? right? Uh, which is why start training now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Start taking care of yourself now. But uh, that would definitely be one lesson for sure. Uh, so one-line it really quick. That was a long... Man, learn, learn, learn how to manage money. Uh, always, you know, richest man in Babylon. Put at least 10% aside. At least 10% aside. Like, and I, the, and the thing recommendation, is... Beautiful. If, yeah, if you're, if, you're, if you're... Man, if you're like 12 years old, 15 years old... Yeah. And your dad gives you ten dollars or fifty bucks from mowing lawn. Put five, six bucks on the side. Yeah, it won't seem like much, but the thing you have to understand is that like you are not. It's not about the five bucks. It's about the skill set and the practice of putting ten percent or fifteen or twenty percent right. aside. Uh, I did twenty and, and more for a long time because I was always like scared of, 
hit, be, being hit by taxes and all this other stuff. So, um, so that's one. Number two, uh, l- you know, learning business sooner. And what I mean by that, like, look, I, I learned, I learned street business, right? Like, and I was r- like really good at it. And I think that's helped me a lot in business period. But, you know, even today, I'm learning a lot of stuff like about leadership and management and just like how to scale a company, hiring the right people, like all these different things that I, I mean, maybe I avoided it for a long time. I don't know. Like, you know, I think, I think part of it was avoidance because it was the, you know, not letting go of stuff, the ego, you know, and like trying to keep control, which are obviously all things you got to internally work on. But if I could have, Man, if I could have started doing that about five years earlier, I think I would have a lot more clarity. I would have made a lot less dumb decisions in business, um, for sure. Which, <laughs> so so that's the second one, right? Is like understand that like if you're in, I don't care what a small, whatever small business you're in, there's something that you love doing. I love coaching. I'm gonna forever be a coach, right? You have to love business too, and then you have to learn business. And and the truth is that you're juggling a lot of stuff, right? Like. Uh, you know, somebody said, well, what's all the stuff you got to do? I'm like, I don't know if you got time for me to explain it to you, man. So, like, so it, what if you didn't love, what if you didn't love business, but you still wanted to be uh, a business owner, maybe just based off of, of, uh, the investment side of things, because what about outsourcing or delegating certain things to maybe having a, a, a manager who might manage the operation side of things and no, I, you, you okay. can focus on your passion. So if you, uh, this is a great question because it's going to lead me into a couple of different thoughts. So traction, traction is a great book um, for the business owner. And in there, I'll just, I'll just bring out one of the concepts in traction, right? Like there's the visionary and then there's the integrator, right? I'm certainly the visionary and like, I'm, I'm definitely not the best integrator, right? I, I can definitely integrate, but I'm not the best integrator. Yeah, you're like right? a businessman on acid. Would man, be a, a perfect analogy. That's a good tag. I'll, fuck, I'll take that tagline. You know what I mean? Um, on mushrooms, which didn't, even heroes those didn't work. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, but the, the, yeah, but, but, that, but that's the kicker, right? But, but the, you still have to, if you're going to be a business owner, like, you know, when people say I don't love it, I, I always go like this, right? think about stuff that you didn't love, but then when you got better at it, like you, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. man, right? So I, I think that there's, there's, you you have to be able to learn a whole number of things. Mm-hmm. Do you have to become the best at certain things? No. But man, if you're running a business, like for instance, marketing and sales, can't like there, you know, people are like, oh man, I'm a business owner. Like I hate sales. I'm like, dude, like you gotta get good at sales mm-hmm. because you're gonna, you're gonna be pitching I mean, even your own team, you're, you're influencing them. You know what I mean? Like the, the team, the clients, selling your story, yeah, you're selling just living your brand. Kind of just keeping your head above water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's it makes like sense. It, you have to be able to know how to sell. Mm-hmm. And marketing is just, marketing is like you have to be able to tell the story of your business and you have to tell the story. Actually, you got to be able to tell the story of your client, right? Because marketing just is communication. So you can't be a business owner and go like, man, fucking like, I don't want to do this, right? And some of the top people I've, I've hired, you know, mentors, I paid 50, 60 and more thousand dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like that were like, look, don't ever out fully outsource marketing. Now that's, that's different than going like, you know, we have people right now that run our ads, right? We have people that build certain funnels and stuff like that. But 
imagine that you come in into the business and you go like, well, listen, I don't like sales and marketing, so I hired a company to do it for me, right? But I can't tell my own story in, a, in, in yeah. the story of this company, but I'm going to let fucking somebody else tell it, mm-hmm. right? And then that person tells it however they, they see fit. That's not, you know, that, that's not going to run well because now all of a sudden they're going to create this, uh, I would say, narrative for your business that is not even yours, yeah. right? So you, you might you, be getting leads in the door that you don't necessarily want to, yeah. Right, and you might go, what I've seen a lot of, man, I've seen, I've coached a lot of people who have built pretty successful businesses, meaning they were profitable, right? They made some, they made some money or a lot of money. And down the line, they were like, I hate this fucking business. Yeah. I do. You, you know, you, know, you yeah. know some of them, right? Like, I mean, and, and it was just like, I'm shutting it down. Right. And they shut it down. Yeah. Like, or actually most of them burned it down. Yeah. Like they would do subconscious stuff to just burn the shit down to the ground and then go like, oh my God. You know, but yeah. it's like, so that, that's just real. So you, you have to learn to love that stuff. Or the other option, yes, is you bring in a partner, right? Um, now, partnerships are tough very very tough i, I don't discourage them because like if it's the right partnership it's one of those scenarios where one plus one equals three right or five you know what i mean it's like megatron you know what i mean the transformers come together type shit but um it but in you know 19 out of 20 i don't know nine out of 10 i'm, I'm kind of making these numbers up obviously but that, this is what i've seen uh, and like my my accountant who's like an incredible accountant right She's always like, anytime I've done some uh, partnership stuff, she, you know, we're sitting in the office signing paperwork and stuff. She's like, Luca, you know, I've been in business for 33 or 35 years now, however long, right? Uh, or her, her, I would say her family accounting company who like, they're one of the best. It's like, this is the amount of people I've seen over a decade or two, not only make it work, but make it great, right? And let's just say that the number is like five to 10%, yeah. right? Uh, because most people go into a partnership because of the fear of, it's almost like, this is scary. Hey, you want to go in with, with this with me? Now we're sharing, now we're just sharing that load, the money, the the liability, the whatever else. But I didn't go and look at like, man, is does does this deal complement what I do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, can he do some things that I just, I'm not great at? Or, or, the, or the excitement of an idea that's not fully thought yes. through. Yes. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's certainly another part of it, too. Yeah. I mean, think about how many, like, look, I mean, this would be funny, but, right, I, uh, me and Krebs are doing some stuff, uh, you know, again, and, like, we're training there, and one of my friends is like, how can I get in on this? I'm like, what do you even love about this? <laughs> right. I don't know, man. Seems like might make some money. I'm like, dude, see, that's not, not a good yeah. reason to go yeah. into it, you know? And, and, and so we live in the world because right off the bat, what you said, right, like, the whole... Uh, well, man, maybe that's a million dollar idea. So it's not even about like, I love this. I can see myself. I, I, I want to do business with this person. I see the vision. I could bring a lot to the table. I'm willing to risk X, Y, Z. It's, it's more about the significance or the, you know, the, the cool idea of what if it works type of scenario, yeah. right? So I, there are those scenarios of, of partnerships. I, I, you just got to really think it through. Like we keep coming back to this, you know, thinking things through significantly and like writing down uh i do a lot of worst case scenarios it sound like i mean i think i'm a very optimistic person but i do a lot of worst case scenarios because man like you know when, when we bought this building it was like what's the worst case scenario and it was like 
you know, pretty shitty worst case scenario, kind of like I'm going to lose everything I have. Those are street skills right there. Man, I'm, dude, (laughs) you know, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, the building's not done, but like we got the corners though. Right. (laughs) uh, Theo, you got a uh, 12 to 4 p.m. uh, time block. And then from four to six, we're training people on the street. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, but it, it was this, like I literally wrote it all out and it was like, here's the really shitty scenarios that could happen, you know? Uh, and I wrote them out and I was like, damn, like this, you know, and I, I even called up my account. I said, look, okay. Uh, and it called up the bank and I was like, if we can't complete the building, you know, if we can't get out of this place before this, if the construction company fucks up and we you know we can't transition and we're just literally losing, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars a month. Like what are the scenarios? And they, they broke them down, you know, like, and I was like, man, like these, none of these look very good. You know, got to go to Tijuana, <laughs> man, you take know? a flight from there. Um, <laughs> but, but it was, but at the end, at the end, it was always like, can I live with this? Right? W- will I be okay? Meaning, like, will, will you know, I be able to fucking like survive? Like, yeah. And and still, like, I, you're kept with your knowledge, you're kept with your experience, and and it was like, okay, you know, like I, I see way more pain not pursuing this dream and vision that we have than, than, than it is to say, be safe and just say, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, so, so that was the call, but I, but I did do a lot of the kind of what, what happens type of scenarios. And I still do, you know, I still do, um, a lot of times, right. Cause you, you have to look at the, the bottom, like everybody just looks at the possibility, right. And then they don't look at like the what ifs all, all goes to shit. So then if, if things start going to shit, nobody has a plan, right? It's just like, oh, fuck, like, oh, we're done. And But if, if, if things start going to shit and I've already like looked at what, what would happen and like what are some scenarios and solutions that we have, it sucks, but I'm prepared, right? It sucks, but I can start taking action on it. And so, you know, that doesn't mean because people are then like, man, like you're, are you really an optimist then, right? If you're thinking about worst case scenarios, I'm like, no, like, man, if you read, read Adam Grant's book, Originals, like, it'll tell you, the most, the, one of the biggest misconceptions that you see in, in, in business is that people just jump the gun. This is what people think, right? You know what, I got this fucking idea, I'm leaving my job, I know I got two kids, but man, I'm just gonna make this work. You, you know what the statistics are for those people? They fail. Yeah. That's the statistics. I see a lot of people doing that now who are listening to podcasts and then getting fired up like on a motivational Monday type of podcast. <laughs> and, and Tuesday they quit. Quit my fucking job. <laughs> I love this podcast. And then on Wednesday they try to get <laughs> yeah. it back and it's like, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> like, nah, man. There's Probably no motivational Wednesday. Podcast, Rehire yeah. Wednesday. It doesn't yeah. exist. No, but it's true though. You know, yeah. like where, whereas actually when you look at the statistics, <clears throat> all the people that, uh, or all, a vast majority of the people that have, you know, built successful companies, man, would continue to work, you know, like do like really late nights would, you know, start transitioning, would would cut down hours a little bit, you know what I mean? And once again, to go back to like when you're younger, when you're 18 and 20 and stuff like that, yeah, I mean like fuck it, you go like whatever, man. Yeah. You you know, you go live back Those home are your with nothing your to lose years. There's nothing, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing to lose. Like you're already like not not right. doing anything or don't have anything. You don't have a family for most people, you know what I mean? You can risk more on that side of things. Yeah. But but when you see, I mean, and even all these numbers that are coming out now, you know, some of the most successful people on average are not like early 20s. You know, they're they're like late 20s. Actually, most of them are if you look at obviously, you know, the Ray Crocs and, and some of these bigger companies, those like people 40, 50, 60, you know what I mean? That that actually went after it, right? So when you're there and you got, you know, two kids, three kids, a kid, or you know, you got you got all these responsibilities, 
man, you're not doing it. I didn't do that. People, I think people think that like, I just, I was just like, whatever, man. Um, you know, I, I just had dinner with, with Chip who, who was my, you know, my boss at Vision Quest last week. And, um, you know, one of the things that we talked about is like, I never bullshit him, man. Like I, I came in and I was like, look, um, I don't want to do this, you know, that you're outlining here. You know what I mean? Uh, but I mean, I, I worked there, man, I was working legit 20 hour days, like legit 20 hour, not, not like, well, I was driving here. No, I legit worked 20 hour days coaching people most of those 20 hours. And it was because I would get up super early, train a lot of people, then do a 12 hour, 13 hour day, sometimes more at Vision Quest, and then come back, train athletes, train with the athletes, train with the crew, study, read blogs, you know, write, sleep for three hours. Because I, I just couldn't drop, right? I mean, I was married. I had like in car payment, house payment, food, this, that, insurance, all these things, right? Like, you can't just drop it, let alone, I mean, you know, for instance, in your scenario, man, like, you got it, you know, you got a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to just be like, okay, I'm just going to start a business because, man, just starting a business, even if it's on the small side, it, you're still looking at at least tens of thousands of investment, yeah. at least, you know what I mean? Uh, and also, you have to also look ahead and go, well, am I going to, when am I going to break even, right? Whereas there's obviously ways to break even pretty fast, but nonetheless, what's the worst case scenario? You know what I mean? And so, you know, thinking through more of this, like I said, uh, there's a great book. It's called The Road Less Dumb uh, or The Road Less Stupid. Stupid. It's The Road Less Stupid, yeah. Um, Man, it's been been one of my favorite books lately. I I think I got Chris Ashton that gave me the recommendation and then Cressy, uh, I think... um, also read it and, and, and posted something about it. And it's like, man, but one of my favorite books, because like, as I read through it, I was like, oh, you know, it just hurt me. Cause it's, it's like, it's all about like, you know, some of the, the smartest guys in the world. And one of the biggest examples is Warren Buffett. You know, he would every day and, you know, and I do this almost every day. Like I, you know, take thinking time. I have a thinking pad. I have a thinking pen. I have a thinking chair. And like, I have a list of questions and that I write out ahead of time. And then I'll explore one or two questions, right? And I'll just write. You know, it's usually pertaining to business. Um, sometimes it's life, sometimes it's marketing, and you know, sometimes it's like, where are we going? And you just think. Yeah. There's no TV, there's no computers, there's no nothing. And you know, every single, you know, every single one of those guys said, "Look, look back at every dumb decision you've ever made, and like think about if you thought it out, <sighs> right? Maybe it wouldn't be a hundred percent, right? But like." But one of those, the things that they said was how much money, because, you know, one of the things was like, how much money did you just lose from not doing that? And like, we just talked about like, what if, right? What if I did thought about like putting some money on the side and, you know, when I was 17 and 18, right? Like, and when I played some, you know, pro ball, when I did, I mean, even I, like, look, this is going to sound harsh, but like, even when I sold dope, right? Like, and of course you don't, you don't give a shit about that because it's, it's not an integrity, but the the point of it is like you look back and you go, man, that was right hundreds of thousands for some millions for companies might have been billions I don't know because they just didn't think about it and right. and most people like when you talk to them once again uh, a friend of both of ours that we know you know Dennis I don't know if he listens to this podcast if he does <laughs> I don't give a shit because I, I t- subtle name I, t- I tell this guy like this to his face all the time anyways I love him deeply but um. But no, but it was the, the question is like, you know, he'll bring something up. And I'm like, all right, man, have you thought this through? Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me, let me see it. Right? And it's like, man, there was no thinking through this. It. Like, it's just, you know, oh, it was an idea and like thinking it through for like a minute. Nah, dude, I'm talking about like, think like 
ask yourself questions for like weeks about this, you know, and, and clarify it. And at the end, you might be like, man, you know what? Not a good idea. I'm not going to move forward. And that might have saved you so much time, energy, money, pain, uh, relationship issues. I don't know, man. Like, Well, man, that's the difference between, I feel like, uh, just a, a, a million a million dollar idea and then you know complete failure is is th- thinking it through which is I, I guess is an action of of execution right like you know every yeah. idea every single idea that people I, I i legitimately used to think about man how many how many million dollar de- ideas i've had and if i would have followed through with those things i'd probably be a millionaire by now and like the only the only thing the only action that that stopped me from doing certain things was the execution but at the same time you know there's other things that that align with that you know maybe it's not something that i fully believed in that you know that fully aligned with my core values mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't a part of a lifestyle that that i really felt um uh i was called to um so there's a lot of different variables but i think that like you know the the whole premise of this podcast has been just sitting down and, and, and thinking and, and, uh, through everything, you know, everything that yeah. that's, that's going on in your life. Business. I, you, know, you know what that brings me up, you know, brings me to is like, you said, well, you know, what are some things that I would go back and do? I mean, I, I'll share a couple of things that I, I think I did really right. You know what I mean? Um, that are important that I would definitely want to share with people. But like, for instance, even us having this conversation right now, you know, Imagine having a lot of conversations with people that you, you know, you trust, you love, you respect, they've, you know, they've done stuff and they're able to be the filter for you, right? Because we talk about thinking time. I think the other part of it is like surrounding yourself with people that, you know, can, can challenge your ideas, which is not a bad, like, because if, if you're really committed to that idea, you're going to have to clarify it even more and then be even more committed to it. Or because they challenge it, a lot of times you might be like, Man, I'm gonna have to really think this so through. That's a humiliating moment when you like go to somebody with an exciting idea and you can't it fully <laughs> talk it, it through. Yeah, dude, it's, it's it's tough because then you you gotta. <laughs> here's the thing: is you gotta go back, right, and either have more support for that idea, and you, you gotta sell yourself first, mm-hmm. right? You gotta sell yourself to it, and then maybe you come back and you know what? I figured, I thought it out, and like I'm still, I'm I'm even more in, right? Or you come back and like, eh, you know, because because people are always like, oh, you know. Uh, you see this a lot on IG, right? That people kill your ideas. And I agree. Like, I think that there's points in time where you love and trust people and, you know, like, oh, you're stupid. That's never going to work, right? And that can crush an idea, right? But as, as you get older, it's like, I mean, look, I think it, it, it's also part of your responsibility to go, man, you know what? Like, I'm going to pursue this, you know what I mean? But people don't do enough for the work. I think the confidence comes from the work. It's as simple as that, Right. And if, if you do the work and if you do the studying and if you go on an intern and if you go and learn from the best of the best of the best, those ideas g- generate more confidence because mm-hmm. you've actually done the work. Right. I think part of the reason why ideas die too is because not enough work has been done. So then there's not enough confidence and then the confidence is what propels you forward. You know what I mean? So I tell people like, hey, if there's a thing that you want to, uh, like same thing, like friend wants to open a restaurant. I'm like, dude, you got to go work. You got to work at a restaurant. You got to go for free work under somebody, be in the kitchen, look at everything like, you know, and, and, and immerse yourself. And after six months, three months, you know, you're going to have way more insight and then go, man, yeah, you know what? I'm even more in, or maybe like, man, I'm not in, you know? Yeah. Um, but you can't just sit on a fucking couch and be like, I got this idea. 
Hmm. You know, and then it's just like somebody goes like, it's a good idea, it's a bad idea. And you're like, all right, cool. Man, spend the next year developing that idea, yeah. you know, maybe even on the side or whatever, right? Like, so that would be one of the things is like, man, whether it's obviously the highest level of that is, you know, coaching masterminds, uh, which can be a significant investment, which I've always felt that was worth every penny and then some. Um, but the other one is too, is just like, hey, how can you surround yourself with people you know, in your community, in your group, and how can you go out there and be like, hey, what's in it? For, what's in it for them? Help out organizations, you know, uh, charitable places, companies that do like. How can you contribute and intern and deliver value? Uh, because you're always like, if you if you apply yourself, you're always going to get more out of it than than you put in. Always, right? So that's one of the things. And the second one is, you know, the that. I really, 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 really committed myself to being the best coach at the beginning, right? It wasn't trying to be everything, but it was it was just like this focus on being a coach, which kind of contradicts some of the, the business stuff that I said earlier, right? Um, but, man, I, I do think that was a great choice because what you're seeing now is a, a lot of people putting a lot of energy in a lot of places and not really becoming great at anything, you know? And uh, if coaching is your thing, uh, and I, and, and the thing is coaching, I think crosses over into so many parallels. What I mean by that is like, look, if you have the soft skills of coaching, which is communication, you know, compassion, understanding, being a good speaker, so on and so forth, right. Uh, being good at persuading and influencing, then you can carry that over into business coaching. You can carry it over into coaching in your family or, you know, whatever else platform you go to. And so I think it's such a valuable thing that carries over to so many different, you know, areas of life that, uh, that is just a win-win. Um, you know, so I, I think those two were really pivotal, you know, that w when people are like, oh man, what well, is this one guy? Like, man, he's an incredible coach, right? And I was just coaching. I was just like, I mean, literally is just I was so immersed in it that that is what helped me get ahead. Uh, and, you know, before I ever was like, oh man, I'm now I'm good at email writing or I'm good at copywriting. But you know, you don't, you don't hear me go out and like do courses on copywriting, right? I'm good. At, I'm really good at copywriting. Like I'm good at email writing, good at like this, that, and the other, right? But I'm not like, hey, here's Lucas' course. You know what I mean? Like it's like the the few things that I kind of do when I want to be the best in the world at them, and that, and that's that. You know what I mean? But of course, nothing lives in a, in a vacuum because, hey, how many things have you learned? I mean, shit in the last five years. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like you've, dude, you've, t you know, you've taught yourself to like a lot of the videos guys that you guys see now, like on, on IG and YouTube, like that's Dio doing them. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, like Gene obviously does a lot of the stuff. He'll do a lot of sales videos and everything else. But like Dio, man, is like really good with the editing. He's really good with the video, but like that's self-taught. Yeah. But now here's the other part of it too, right? Because like, I wouldn't say self-taught. I watch a lot. Well, of yeah, YouTube. no, of course I've. No, you for know. yeah, you've had yeah. help for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like you 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 invested your time and right, energy right, to right. learn that yeah. skill set. Yeah, shit ton of time. And and for that, you know, too, like I pay you some for that. I'm gonna pay you more in the future for it too. It's like, like tomorrow. And I, I, I know you're gonna like feels like on this <laughs> just hey, uh, I've been recording hey, and this and whole podcast on my phone, dude. Well now it's recording. So, See, I'm fucking anyways because I'm gonna recorded. I'm gonna send this voice message to Sherry and be like <laughs> Uh, yeah, like so Lucas said on a podcast, just <laughs> yeah. bump me up. Um, you can but, me. But but the point of it is that like, look, you you taught yourself that, and then I was like, man, dude, if you do this, like, man, I'll I'll pay you more, right? It's like you had a skill set that's valuable. It wasn't like, hey, man, would you uh, 
you know, do this and then I'll learn it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you applied yourself and you, you know, you taught yourself a skill set. Now it's, what does it do? Like, well, the skill set is valuable in multiple scenarios because right. now you can do stuff, you know, you're shooting videos, whether it's for yourself, like, man, in the direction that we're going with the online stuff for Vigor, it's like, that becomes a huge skill set to use, right? Like, and, and all of a sudden, bam, like you're creating your own path or put it this way. I'm not going to ask you to do stuff if I'm like, man, you don't know how to do that. Like, what? Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, dude, in the next year, can you learn? I don't know if you're going to do it or not. Like, yeah. But if I see you like applying yourself, I'm like, damn, like Theo's gotten good at this shit. Of course, I'm going to fucking step up. Uh, yo, this is dope. You want to do this? You want to do this? You know what I mean? So like that's that's for everybody there to do. And, you know, and that's obviously not the only the only thing that you've learned, you know, whether it was obviously just on the coaching and you've become, you know, a great coach. But also stuff like sales and communication and, and like, you know, communication was not your strong point mm -hmm. because, you know. Still not. Still, no, still, still but, yeah. but man, but you've improved significantly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would even say, like, it's been a huge, uh, it's been a huge growth that we're able to have like really hard conversations. Mm -hmm. And like for me to go like, hey, look, man, like, let's sit down, let's talk about this. This isn't great. Or, you know, I think you could be better here. And we, or you bring stuff to me. It's like, dude, you said you're going to do this, but you didn't, right? Like we can have those conversations and we can move forward where, you know, years ago that wasn't the case, right? Like, but man, that's like, that. that's, people don't understand how big of a growth that is that you can have that with, you know, whether it's your clients or with your, you know, team, like how much smoother things become, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then stuff that like might've took a year now could take like a month, right? For us to move forward on or a week or a conversation, right? So, I, you know, for everybody out there, I say like, look, man, don't wait. If they, don't wait for anybody to give you permission to learn a new skill set, right? Uh, well, man, you didn't. You know, I've, I've heard this. Well, they're not asking me. Well, fuck that. Like, is it valuable to your craft? Then do it. Like, you don't do it for anybody else. Like, the better you become at it, people end up going and and finding you or going like, damn, dude. Like, you know, I had to. Um, you you've seen the the video that. Uh, that Tyler put together, Tyler Nelson, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I just so what, what, basically, uh, there's there's a barber in, uh, is a really really good barber here in Seattle. Is uh, his name's Tim, and he was shooting this. Uh, actually, it comes out this week, I think. So I'm promoting him a little bit. Uh, no no money was dropped here, but Tim, you know, you could definitely drop some money here. It's like, uh, <laughs> but it, it was called between in, in between the lines, which is great because he's he, he's a uh, he also a barber for a lot of Seahawks, a lot of the you know hip hop artists that come through and whatnot. Uh, and basically, the whole premise is, is is basically interviews on a chair, right? And he hit me up and said, "Hey, look, man, like you want to do this? It'll be dope. Love to hear your story." So he came to Vigor and did it. And the guy that was shooting him and doing video for him, his name is Tyler. And I I just saw clips of some of his video work, and I was like, "Oh man, this is dope. Let me hit him up and and, and see what's up." You know, we sat down. Did the work. I was like, man, this is, you know, send it to me. I was like, yo, this is great, right? And now we'll probably, you know, end up doing some stuff there on that end too. Once again, it was like the, the skill set was there. You created value for somebody and it opens the door, yeah. right? Don't, don't be like, man, well, I'm waiting for, you know, this person in my company or my boss or my team member, you know, to ask me and give me permission. It's like, man, man, deliver value and it will open so many fucking doors and you'll be surprised. Yeah. And just and the thing is, like, if nothing happened, right? If nothing happened, you still win. Right. Because you got a skill set and you got a craft. 
And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a win-win situation. Um, hold on, I got I to look at the timer, see where we're at. Gene, I think Gene. Yeah, we went off on a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, what yeah, would we, be the, so, so business, uh, understanding the fundamentals of, of, of business, mm -hmm. um, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else for aspiring gym owners? Um, you know, maybe another, another lesson. Hmm. I, I would say find integrators sooner. Find integrators sooner. Because mo most people that are probably, you know, starting a business, I would say, um, maybe on a visionary side. Um, and, and even if not, like, what I mean by find integrators sooner is there are people that are so much better than me in so many different things. And I've waited too long um, to be deliberate and intentional about finding those people, um, hiring them, whether it's part-time, whether it's outsourcing for projects, you know, because one of the things that I, I certainly know for every gym owner, I mean, even right now in our scenario, uh, once again, we were doing this drill in a, in a ma uh, mastermind I was just in, and it was like, if money, like this is the sentence started, if money was not an object, you know, uh, what what would you do right now based on the, the questions like, what should you stop doing? What you hate doing? What you, you shouldn't be doing, right? And man, like, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'd hire this person, that person, yeah. you know, right? right? Uh, but then you're like, oh shit, this costs a lot of money. <laughs> that thing, money. So, but, you know, afterwards was like, hey, well, what's the next step? What's, what's the one thing that you can do right now? And I, and I already did that. Like, I actually, you know, reached out, um, but the point is that you can do more than what you're doing right now. Uh, and the reality is that sometimes you're going to have to take a risk, meaning I, I'll, I'll just give a pure example of this, right? Let's say you're, uh, you know, you're horrible at like scheduling admin, things like that. And, you know, your, your business is kind of, you're paying yourself, you're close to break even, you know, you, you're, you're feeling a little stressed out because shit could go ori real quick, you know what I mean? But like, but... It'll co you know, it costs you about 1500 bucks a month or 1200 to have somebody part-time that's good for 15 hours a week maybe, right? And so you look at like, I don't have that 12 to 1500 bucks, right? I, I don't have it right now. And so if I do that, you know, so then you, you just don't make that call. And so you keep doing it yourself. You get more burnt out. You don't like what you're doing on that side of things. It's affecting the cl clients and coaching or whatever. But you know, if you did that and you got the admin, by month three, you probably would have been making 1500 bucks more. Yeah. Maybe two grand. Maybe you'd do it the first month, right? Because it would take off the 10, 15, 20 hours a week of things that you don't like doing. And the reality is that, like, look, somebody that's a great organizer, great integrator, great admin, um, you know, front desk manager, whatever the position is, they'll do the shit that you don't like doing three times faster with gusto, like, yeah, I love this, right? So you're basically doing a job, right, that you're not really good at, and then it affects the job that you're really good at, so you're not doing that as well. So now you're not coaching as well, you're not marketing as well, you're not selling as well, and you're not fucking doing admin as well either, right? But if you just like looked at the big picture and once again looked at what's the worst thing that could happen, hey, maybe I gotta take a you know $3,000 loan for three months, you know, it's, it's $3,000 loan at the end of the world, man, you can do one paid in full and like cover that, right? right. So, so, you know, getting out of fear and going into like, first of all, 
possibilities and like looking at the big picture and then strategy and going at like what's the worst thing that could happen and you're like well that's not horrible right like we could survive that right and then pull the trigger because it's not like what what didn't i say i didn't say hey look find a find the most incredible admin on the planet and pay them 60 grand a year like that you know what i mean like that's that's just so that's, that's the optimal thing to do but you're not there but what's something that you could do now that could actually solve that problem yeah Right. So but I would say write out. I would say write it out. Write out. If money was not an object, what would you do to fix the problems that you have right now? Maybe it's a marketing problem, maybe it's a sales problem, maybe it's a management problem. Write it out. Like literally, like I have a million dollars on my account to use from somebody else to do this shit, right? Because it'll what it will do is it'll take the boundaries away, right? And then you'll actually write what you want. Okay. Then you're gonna have to like scale it back and go like Hey, what's the next step? Okay, what's the step after that? And then you can kind of push yourself and challenge yourself and say, like, which one am I going to pick and do? You know what I mean? Um, and then fucking do that. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Like, that's just the reality of it. And, you know, I still, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I try to be very open about business and, like, uh, man, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we're working on solving, right? I mean, it's not... It's not like everything's gravy. There's, there's, there's things to, you know, decisions that I've made haven't been the best decisions. And you figure that out after you execute them and go like, hmm, maybe this was not the best thing. You know what I mean? Right. And you learn from it. Like, man, there's, there's you know, you're not going to always be right. But it's just like, you learn, you move forward. You learn to apply, you move forward. You learn to apply, you move forward, right? Well, Gary Vee always talks about too, man, like being being the guy, right? Like you're essentially just a firefighter. You're just putting out fires, you know, most of your days is, 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 it, man, is a lot. It fires. is a lot. I mean, it's just like, and honestly, I think some people think that you can get to a point where like you can't do that. Right. Man, that's, you know. Say more money, more problems, you know. Yeah. The, more you, like, the bigger you get in business. The bigger you get in business. And, like, you know, I won't name any names and stuff, but, you know, there's a conversation I had with, uh, and, and I, man, I, I feel it, man. Like, I've, I've felt like that. I still feel like that sometimes, you know. Let's just say it's a very, 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 very famous, well-known advertising agency that does, like, you know, a lot of money and, and the biggest brands on the planet, right? And, uh. They have a lot of employees, like a lot. We're talking about in the hundreds, right? And it's like, man, Luke, some days I just want to run away. And I was like, hmm, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, nah, man, I want to run away more than you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I feel imagine, you. Yeah. I was like, well, 200, yeah, I, I get it. And, it. and, you know, and it was like really the conversation ended up being like, man, you know, in America, it's like once, you know, once you get really big, the only thing is to do is get bigger. If you become smaller, you're you're a failure. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's why, like, that's why I was like, man, I'm actually really happy about the decision that, you know, we're keeping kind of. I mean, and there's a bunch of stuff happening that, like, we're having some possibilities. You know, they're they're big possibilities. But at the foundational level, it's like this is the art. Like, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna grow. We want to go. Uh, not we want to go. We're gonna go online. And, and share a lot of what we do here and continue to get better at our craft in coaching, in business, in marketing, in systems. And then uh, I actually came up with this with this new, I'm gonna share it with you later, uh, but it's called the six C's. Yeah, it's dope. Um, but but that's kind of like the motto, the six C's. And, and, uh, and then share that with the world through, through the different platforms. Like I said, there's something we're working on that we're gonna launch this year that I think is gonna be... Uh, fire for coaches yeah that's gonna it's it, honestly it's gonna be fire because the thing is part part of the reason why we haven't done stuff is because i never wanted 
for us to like enter any type of marketplace doing something like okay yeah you know what i mean it was like we did the research on what's out there what's missing what are the things that people reach out to us for and like okay man let's build this machine that's you know that's, that's fucking amazing for an investment it's should be three times higher uh but you know that's that's really what it came down to um and you know like you, you start hearing these stories about uh you know it's bigger better you know and like man you a lot of times you hear it from the people that are bigger right that are like i wish i was doing what you guys are doing. yeah like straight up like like with a tear in their eye you know what i mean one single tear just <laughs> dropping down like and then they wipe it you know what i mean <laughs> like, and, and, and i'm like man all right you know yeah. and and for real dude, like i you know the other day i was driving like i do this every morning man I, i'm driving here to the gym and i'm like man you know about being grateful and i'm like you know because there's so much you know there's so much hard shit and tough decisions to make it's really easy to get caught up in that i'm, I'm, I'm always like man i love going in the gym we have i have an amazing team like we're all like everybody's fucking amazing uh you know we've got our problems and our struggles and whatever but yo it's an amazing team all the clients are great place is great you know our our potential is limitless you know what i mean we're not like oh we're scraping the ceiling and fucking where do we go from here <laughs> it's like it's like yo you know where like there's so many places to to go and and I'm I'm just grateful for it, man. Like, and and it makes the day easier. It does, you know, through all the shit that's, that that we got to do. Um, I mean, my to do list is like the most retarded thing on the planet. Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah. but it's like it, yo. It's it's like you know, even through struggles, like things are 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 great, and it's important, man. Like it, you know, because I think we're finishing off right now. But to to come back to what you said is is you can't get more if you don't. I can acknowledge and 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 appreciate what you have. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very hard to get more, right? Or when you get that more, nothing like it won't change. You're just gonna keep wanting to get more. Yeah, like that's it. And you're gonna be like, where where is this more that fulfills me? It's like, right. dude, it's not just coming. On the hamster wheel. Yeah. yeah, it's a hamster wheel, man. Like, and so you know, acknowledge that shit. Uh, and be thankful for the, the shitty stuff, man. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much how much time we got left. I got. I do got one more question though. Um, that I feel like could be quick and, and, and I feel like it's, it's going to be really, I'll do, I'll really do valuable. Yeah. I'll do my I'll, best. I'll man. do my best to, to, for him <laughs> to, to do his guy. best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, networking, it's a, it's a really big part of, of this industry. Mm. Um, and you know, there's all these different summits that, you know, range from, you know, a couple hundred, maybe even less than a hundred to, you know, thousands of people. Um, you have a, an incredible network um, of of really just solid guys in this industry, um, men and women. Um, what advice would you give to you know the younger guys and and, and gals coming up uh, through the industry? Um, because I think that a lot of people really aren't sure how to maybe approach you know the 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 person that they see as a, a celebrity or you know the Jay Frugias or um, you know, any of those guys, uh, Adam Bornstein, right. You just have like an, it's almost like in every single major aspect and, and, and component of fitness, you know, somebody, how did you get to know those people or, or what are kind of the, the different, uh, ways that, you know, you would, uh, you would tell somebody to establish their network or to, um, to build relationships in this industry. Um, step one, I would definitely, you know, study the materials of the greatest connectors in the world. So 
Dale Carney's How to Win Friends and Influence People, Keith Ferrazzi's Never Eat Alone, which is incredible. Very underrated still, even though a lot of people mention it. Um, the book Super Connector. It, you know, the reason why I, I say that to read those books, because you'll get pointers and strategies. Now, the problem is what I see is that people read those books and then they don't use anything from the book. You know, like for real, like they just don't. And see, I read those books and right off the bat, like I'd be like, this is what I'm going to do. Now, step one, I would go to the events. Like the beginning of my career, before the beginning of my career, like, you know, you asked my brother, Matei, you know, uh, one year I was playing ball, I was coaching people and he would go to Brazil. Like, you know, Brazil is like his, like his, second favorite country on the planet pretty much right like he would go for a month at a time for like nine years straight he'd be like peace i'm fucking going to brazil you know and he's running this translating company he's just like whatever man you know and then then when i was in you know slovenia i was playing ball i was doing i was like doing all types of shit man i was like i said i was playing pro doing project management for my uh these design within reach tables for my pops uh I was coaching people and then my brother was like, hey man, uh, you've already been doing some stuff for me here. Need you to just take over and like run the company while I'm gone. I'll pay you. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, uh, all right, fuck it. You know? And so I said, but look, how about this? Like, don't pay me, but I need you to put this. It was called TIC back then. It's called Trainers Inner Circle, Pat Rigsby's thing. And then from there, I went to Trainers Inner Circle. Uh, it's called Bootcamp Blueprint. And I was like, just pay for that monthly. Cause it was like, 300 a month, something, whatever, you know? I mean, for us in Slovenia, you know, you're looking like, my brother's like, what the fuck is this? Like 300 a month? Yeah. I'm like, dude, just pay for it, man. Like, that's my, it's my money, right? Like, um, and he did. And, and man, this is legitimately like 13 years ago. So, I mean, like this is a long time ago, right? I started investing and mentoring already back then. And, um, but, but the point of it was that like go to places, you know, whether it's virtually and preferably physically. So when I came to the US, I mean, I, I've gone to, I think last year was the only time I didn't go, like basically I went to 12, 13 years straight of perform better, like summits, but I've accounted, like I've done over, over 190 live events, you know what I mean? Like in the last 11, 12 years, right? Which is 15-ish events a year, which is a lot. Like I don't actually think there's anybody who's done more. Um, now I'm not saying you need to do that much, but guess what? At events, you get to shake hands. Like you get to meet people, you get to look them in the eye. And it was, for me, it was so simple, man. It was just like, I, I would say this is the simplest thing. Like read and study the things of the people that you want to meet, right? So be like, hey, you know, Jay, man, listen, I read the book. I went through your course. By the way, I'm in your $20 a month membership site. Love the workouts. Uh, I really like this thing, you know, and specific thing uh, that you wrote, man. It's really helped me. That's going to open a, like That's going to open the door for conversation. You know what I mean? Like period, every time. And if somebody comes to me and goes like, Yo, I went to the Vigor Round Summit. Hey, I listened to your podcast. That episode on this was so good. I'm never, I'm always going to be like, yo, thank you so much for, for, for listening to the podcast. What did you love? Like, we're going to talk, right? Right. And then afterwards, like legit for like three to four years, man, every new person that I would meet that I didn't know that I looked up to or I respected, I would write them a handwritten letter and send them a book. Like everybody. I mean, you if, if they remember, you know, like from the Bedrosses to the Alan Cosgroves to the, I mean, Dave Tate to the Martin Rooney, like every single person, I'd send them personal stuff. And what would happen is that, you know, when I met them next time, they would always remember me, right? Personal like, stuff like a 
book or a handwritten yeah, card yeah, or a I, gift I, I, or some sort of gift. No, so it'd be a handwritten like handwritten card with yeah. a book, and I'd be like, "Hey, I thought you'd love this book." Yeah. Um, and I would like go through. I mean, back then there was no Instagram, but I'd go through and try to see if they mentioned it. So if they didn't, I'm like, "Man, maybe they didn't read it." But it's like I found this to be great. Like, and I write something out of it. Like, you know, these were the two things that were big takeaways for me, right? And you know, I I take people to dinner. I'd buy them. I mean, like they just the little the smallest shit, right? Oh man, I, you you want a drink? I'll get you a drink. Just like this the smallest stuff, but just being of value and being yourself and not trying to, you know, to impress too much. And, and because that's what, you know, if you're yourself, people are like, oh man, this guy's, this guy's cool. You know, tag along. Hey, go to, go to lunch with us, man. Right. And not having these, cause I think when people have expectations and they put a lot of pressure on themselves, like I'm going to meet this guy, I want to have dinner with them tonight. You know, some, some crazy, you know, and it's like, man, okay, cool. Work on that. But if it doesn't happen, don't trip. Right. Just keep like follow up with the email. And there's a lot. I mean, without going so deep into this stuff. Right. Like you could go online and figure find out ways, you know, look at Dean Jackson's uh, look at Dean Jackson's like nine word emails and, you know, how he got. And he's a Richard Branson's friend. But like, how do you get like big time people to answer real quick? And there's a ton of strategies. But for me, it's always been like you got to go to the events. You got to invest in their stuff, man. Like, they're, they're, you know, I mean, for real, like why? It makes no sense to go like, I really like your stuff, but you've never bought anything, you know? And people know when you buy their shit. First of all, now you can tag them and show them and this, that, and the other. But I remember I flew out when I was still playing pro ball. I, I flew to Newcastle in England. Actually flew to London, took a train to Newcastle, went to an Eric Cressy event. Like, this is like legit, like crazy long time ago, like 14 years or something. It was him and Nick Grantham were putting on this performance event. And, uh, you know, I came from by far the furthest, bought every product that I could afford, uh, you know, and then the, the ones that I couldn't afford, and, you know, then Eric didn't have pounds back then. I remember, I was like, oh man, I'll pay for your lunch. And he ended up sending me all the products plus the ones I couldn't afford, right? Next year I flew out uh, to train with him for nine days at his first place in Hudson. Uh, and like, look, that was an investment of plane, li- plane ride, uh, hotel for like nine, and, and at this point in time, I don't have like a lot of money, you yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, and on top of that, for all the coaching, right? But guess what? Like now, I've bought every product he has. Flew out from a different country to his event and came out to train with him. You know what I mean? Like you build a relationship like that, yeah. and, a, and a person goes like, "Damn, this motherfucker is like serious," you know. And so, the more of that that you do, the more relationships you build that are real, that are legit. And then, obviously, you know, at a certain point in time, when people believe that you're a person of integrity, you deliver value, you're a good person, they'll go like don't introduce you to other people, right? And of course, networking is, when you know people that are high up, you know, they, they introduce you to other people high up, right? Like, that's how it works. But it took many, many, many years. You know, like like I said, I was at every Perform Better in Seattle and every Perform Better in Long Beach for 13 years straight. By year five, it was like, I'm seeing, you know, 100 people that are the same, like knowing them, shaking their hands, and then every person would introduce me to two, three other people. And all of a sudden, the network grows and it grows and right. it grows, you know? But, um, that I think that it's like one, like really like learn how to be a good connector, not networker, be a good connector, be good at communication. Um, and like I said, always bring value to people, whatever that is. I remember Mark Rooney tells his story, man. Like I came to Parisi speed school after going to, um, a Ryan Lee's boot camp back in the day. And I just drove for three hours and I was like, fuck it. Like, you know, hopefully I guess to spe- you talk to him a little bit. I come in, you know, the lady's like, eh, well, we're not seeing anybody right now. I'm like, Hey, look, I, you know, I'm from Slovenia. I flew from Seattle. I drove from, you know, from Connecticut. 
uh, here's my card, you know. And uh, all right. typically European. Oh right? man, yeah, you already know, you know. But I mean, that was the cell, you know. Like she was like, yeah. oh, this guy's from fucking, uh, what is this? Right. you know, spent a lot. Of, so she goes up, gives Martin a card, you know. Comes back down, he's like, well, you know, he's, he'll see you. He doesn't have a lot of time. Martin comes down, and uh, and I think we met for like a split second one time and I performed at her. But comes down, he's like, oh man, you know, Bill's coming in, like, but I got about ten minutes, right? And we ended up talking for six hours, right? It's great. And it was like, because I was like, man, you should do, like, I just learned all this stuff about, like, YouTube, and I saw your stuff, and it's amazing. You know that video that you shot? Man, you got to do this with it. And this, you know, and he started being like, tell me more, right? And I was just, like, spitting everything I, I learned at the Ryan Lee Boot Camp. You know, next time I perform better, like, hey, what's up, man? Like, we're hanging out. We're emailing back and forth, right? Like, that's how it started. The crazy thing about it, I think you were still here. When he moved from Jersey to Charlotte, he still has the uh, my my business card. It was wholesale performance, one free session, <laughs> and he kept that. You know, and and now, you know, I I run the business division for Training for Warriors, which I have for you know over four years now. Uh, Martin's one of my best friends. Love the guy to death. You know, so um, so I would say that's how it happens, but it's a trickle effect. You know what I mean? It's not a it's not a waterfall. It's not a you know, damn bursting. It's like little by little, you stack those chips and uh, and you do it out of a right place, out of integrity, and not yeah, like out of expectation. Yeah, not yeah. of expectation or like having this agenda. And this guy's gonna do this for me, right. you know. Um, that you know, I see too much of that, and you can feel it. Yeah, people can feel Absolutely. that shit, and it's like when you when they get a sniff of it, it's like fuck that, I'm I'm done, I'm done, you know. And so I think that's it. But you know, Gene's got the wrap it up button going right there in the back because we pushed it longer. So with that said. All right, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it slow. Um, man, I'm, we're going to be doing this this with uh, with Theo every two weeks, man. Um, so, you know, shoot in your questions no matter when because we're going to do them. Uh, love and appreciate you guys. As always, we love the reviews. We love the five stars. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out.